You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz, and this is our latest look at the Kansas City Royals. I am joined by Jeffrey Flanagan. Jeffrey, uh, things are not going well in the world of the Royals, and they're not going well at a time when uh, small samples can lead to uh, big conclusions at the trade deadline, of course. The Royals, as we record this going into Tuesday, they are two games under 500. They are eight and a half back in their division. They are seven back in the wild card. I think you know where I'm going with this, and the question is, where are we going with it? What's going to happen here? Well, that's that's the problem is that uh, you know they were they were actually they were 48 and 50 two years ago, uh, and they made a huge run in August September and made the made the wild card game. We know what happened after that, but. You know, I think Dayton Moore and the front office are, are trying to be realistic. They're preparing to buy or sell at this point. Um, it, it's just that they're kind of caught in limbo here. They, they know this team is better than this. They know it can play better than this. Uh, they're just not showing it at, at this time. And, and you mentioned it is a critical time not to be showing it. Um, so it's really tough for them to make a decision. They've got, whatever it is, six more days to make a call. They've got three free agents, uh, pending three free agents, uh, Luke Hochever, Andres Morales and Edison Volquez, uh, and they've got to make a decision on uh, you know, whether to, to trade those parts off and get something and, and try to look forward to 2017, or do they you know maybe go out and get a small piece, uh, you know, a number five starter, and uh, they're going to get Lorenzo Cain back within probably a week or so. He just went on rehab uh, yesterday. Uh, just kind of dig in their heels and say, hey, this is still the same team that went to two straight World Series. Uh, you know, we're going to fight to the finish here. Well, obviously, you know, so much of, of the Royals' plan, especially last winter, was, was maximizing this window. And you, know, you think about their stance last winter was about maximizing, at the very least, the next two years, that'd be 16 and, and 17. And, uh, you know, for that reason, obviously, if they even if they do become sellers, it's not like they're going to trade away a, an Eric Hosmer, for instance. But, um, you know, the three guys you mentioned, the pending free agents, Volquez, Morales, O'Chaver, all those guys, if not mistaken, have mutual options for 2017. So I'm just wondering, and this is totally spitballing on your part, but what do you think the status is of, of where they'd be with those mutual options on the Royals' end? Is, is that something you, you feel like would be a no-brainer to, to pick up for 2017, or do you think uh, – because obviously that's something that I'm sure is weighed when, when they're considering whether or not to sell off those pieces. Yeah, and I, I've yet to see – you know, the Royals are famous for putting mutual options on, on the end of every single deal they make, yeah. and I've yet to see – anyone actually exercise those. So I would suspect that uh, um, all three of those guys would opt out and, and you know, right. test free agency market. But having said that, and I was talking about this with some other guys last night, is that when you look at this pitching staff and this rotation right now, coming back in 2017, who's going to be your ace? Who's going to be the guy who's going to gobble up 200 innings? It's probably right. going to be Edison Volquez. So, I mean, he's still a relatively young man. He's been injury-free. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they make the decision to try to keep Volquez in some fashion, um, maybe do a two-year deal or something after this because they're they're pitching thin right now. Uh, you look back, you look at who's going to come back in 2017. They're going to have Jason Vargas coming off of rotator cuff. They're going to probably have Mike Miner coming off of. Uh, they can't keep him healthy, by the way, and he's coming off a of labrum surgery. Um, you've got Duffy, you've got Ventura, uh, and Ian Kennedy, but you, you you still got two open spots there, and there's really no one in the system. Uh, that's coming up fast enough that can fill one of those spots. Kyle Zimmer, you know, is out for the year now, and uh, it's just uh, they've got some decisions to make about 
what what they do going forward with Edison Volquez. Um, he's been uh, he definitely has been steady Eddie. He's not having a fantastic year, but he's been pitching pretty well lately. And he's a guy, like I mentioned, can can really chew up a lot of innings. And just to to uh, part with him right now at the trade deadline, I, I don't think is a is a terrific idea. Yeah, it's kind of uh, you can see it from both sides because you're right. All the points you just made are correct, and then the other point is that. The pitching market being so thin, uh, you can get a greater return from Volquez than you would in an ordinary uh, summer mm-hmm. swap market. But um, but you're right. I mean, he pitched. He probably pitched better than his ERA indicates. I think there's some peripheral numbers that suggest as much. And um, certainly a guy who gets a lot of ground balls, so has a lot of value either way. Has a lot of value to the Royals and, and has yeah. a lot of value in the market. Um, what do you make it? This is just something that's been floated, and it's probably uh, typical silly season stuff. But you know, Wade Davis. Uh, obviously has tremendous value himself. Uh, we just saw what the Cubs got for Araldis Chapman, and that was for two months of control. But Davis, you're talking about two years and two months. Uh, if you could get a number one type pitching prospect, and the name floated in connection with Davis was Lucas Giolito, I don't think that trade happens. I don't think it's something the Nationals are particularly keen on, but uh, it, is, it does lead for fun discussion, doesn't it? If you could get something like that, a piece like that for Wade Davis, do you pull the trigger? Well, if I'm the GM, I don't, because I think I would feel I owe it to this core group of players that we're, you're going to make a run, maybe not only this year, but definitely in 2017. Uh, we've already noticed that without Greg Holland, uh, <clears throat> that this, this bullpen right now is not as strong as it was last year. And if you take away Wade Davis, you're down to Kelvin Herrera, and an ineffective Joaquin Soria, an ineffective Blue Coach ever right now. Uh, so you're you're almost kind of thrown in the towel for next year too, because this team is built on on pitching and, and defense in his bullpen. And without Wade Davis, now having said that, there is nobody that's untradeable. There's nobody that's untouchable. So if you got the perfect package, yeah, you probably would have to pull the trigger. But look, a lot of teams are call, as you know, Anthony. I mean, a lot of teams call and they talk and they ask and. Hey, what what would it take to get this guy and that guy? I'm sure they they feel the inquiries about every single guy on their team, from Eric Hosmer to Wade Davis. But I'd be pretty surprised. I'm not saying it, it, you know I'd be shocked, but I'd be surprised if they would move away Davis just because of the way Dayton thinks about uh, you know treating his core group of players and trying to make another run for a World Series uh, over the next two years. As far as the other side of the equation, the buy side, uh, it sounds like. Your conversations with Dayton Moore, the Royals are not in a position to add salary, correct? That's right. I mean, it would have to be, you know, David Glass has been very good in the, in the last couple of years. That they've had to add some pieces that he would, you know, bump the salary up. And, you know, it's kind of cryptic the way Dayton described it, too. He said, you know, uh, we didn't plan on actually adding any money at, at the trade deadline during the offseason because basically they overspent in the offseason. Um, they bumped their. their Team payroll up to a team record 135 million or something like that, which was really about 15 million more than I thought they had enough room to go. And and so I, th- I think Dayton would have a hard time going back to Mr. Glass and saying, "Hey, can we add another 10 million here?" But I, not to, not to saying that they won't make maybe a minor move or something like that. That uh, just to get maybe a, you know a number five starter, <clears throat> the offense probably will pick up once they get Lorenzo Kane back. Um, so I, I don't know if they've got you know, enough firepower, enough resources to go get another bat. But uh, right now, the number five spot in the rotation is really just killing them. Uh, I think if they're 8-17 and 17 or 8-18 on uh, that spot this year with a ERA over six, uh, it's, you know, if you just got a decent starter out of uh, your number five guy, right now they'd probably be maybe four or five games over 500, and we're not even having most of these discussions. 
Yeah, uh, and you mentioned they were in a similar spot in, in 2014, and that was, of course, a team finding itself, a team on the rise. Uh, this is a team that's just been battered by injuries this year. I think, uh, you know, fan graphs and baseball perspectives going into this week, they were giving them like a 3% chance of, of reaching the postseason. I don't remember what it was at this stage in, in 2014, but I do believe it was higher than that. Uh, Not by much. It, it, <laughs> Um, and it, it, so it certainly I, wasn't higher than that in the wild card game when they were down four runs in the eighth <laughs> inning. So that's that's absolutely true. Well, well, give me the pulse of the clubhouse and all this. I mean, obviously you're right. They they can get they can stand to get healthier, especially with Kane coming back. Um, you know, what, what's the feel in that room? Is there still a great deal of confidence? Yeah, I mean, I, I talked to Eddie Volquez yesterday, and I talked to Haas about it uh, yesterday too, and and they still feel like because they've done it, they've been there before that they can go on a run, that they can go, you know, reel off 15 out of 20 or something like that. It's uh, The games they're losing right now are games that they have won in the last two years. Uh, they're just, you know, they're not getting that big hit late. Uh, their offense is really struggling. But like I mentioned, with Kane coming back, that deepens the lineup a little bit. And maybe that will have an impact. That's almost like acquiring a bat at the, at the trade deadline to have him come back. So Gordon's actually showing some signs of life lately. So if they can get his bat going, you know, now you've added two more pieces to the offense. Um, you know, outside of Kennedy's bad first inning on, on Monday night, he's been okay lately. Duffy's been fine. Ventura's been okay. You know, I think Eddie's really picking it up right now. So the, maybe the starting rotation's settling down a little bit. You know, maybe they could make that run. Not saying they will, because uh, you know maybe the energy level's just not quite there as it has been in the last two years. But uh, I, I think as a group, they still feel like they've got a, a run left in them. Uh, last thing, Jeffrey, this is our first chance to speak since the uh, White House trip for the Royals and yourself as oh, well. Yeah. I, saw you, I saw you did file a story from there, so apparently you did get through security. What was your uh, <laughs> takeaway from that experience? Yeah, I, I somehow, you know, Secret Service didn't get my, you know, didn't spot my fake IDs and everything like that. So, <laughs> yeah, I got through just fine, and it was really tremendous. I mean, <clears throat> I think what uh, was more fun for me, <clears throat> excuse me, was just sitting in the daily press briefing room, which is, you, know, you see it on TV every day, and, and you see the president talk there. You see Josh Ernst talk there. It's, you think it's this massive room, and uh, I'm not sure if, if you've, you've been to one of these, but it's such a tiny room. that just, Everyone's just you know shoehorned in there. and uh, yeah. it, it, Actually, everything about the White House is, is pretty small compared to what you see on TV, but just a terrific experience. You know, they, they had the ceremony in the East Room, which is a very famous East Room, and um, hanging out in the West Wing with Josh Ernest in his office, that was pretty cool, too. So, and, and the guys loved it. They had a great time. And, uh, you know, and several of them came, told me uh, afterward that they just got kind of goosebumps when uh, President Obama read their name out loud, you know. And, and I was thinking about that, too, going, yeah, when the president actually, you know, says your name out loud, I guess that would give you goosebumps. So, uh, <laughs> tremendous experience. <clears throat> but now they're back, you know, they've got to get back to work and, I think all the distractions now are, are behind them. You know, the White House visit's over. The All-Star game's over. Uh, for Ned and his staff, uh, you know, they can focus uh, just on one thing now. All right, yeah, and Josh, of course, is a legit Royals fan. President, not so much. He's still a White Sox fan. But, That's right. Uh, all right, there's the latest and greatest from Jeffrey Flanagan. We'll see what happens at the trade deadline. Thanks for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Kansas City Royals edition.
MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.